0: Welcome to the Future Church Podcast, powered by Exponential, a podcast about innovative and emerging ideas in the North American church. With the need for the gospel in our generation, we must not look for a silver bullet approach. We believe there are many expressions to the local church, and we are seeking to discover and highlight new and effective ways that churches can impact our world with the gospel. For more information about Exponential's resources and upcoming events, visit exponential.org. Hi, and welcome to the Exponential Ventures podcast with the Future Church Initiative that we've been doing in 2021 and beyond. I am so privileged today to have with us for this podcast episode, John West, who is the executive director of Groundswell. John, welcome to the podcast.
1: Oh, yeah. Great to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: Of course. So, John was part of our Austin Shark Tank event for a new initiative that Groundswell is doing called Center for Pioneers. But before we get into that project, uh, John, will you just tell our listeners uh, a a little bit more about Groundswell? What is Groundswell?
1: Yeah, definitely. So, primarily Groundswell is a ministry that trains and resources uh, pastors and network leaders, which would be... You know, district and denominational leaders, also networks of churches, basically to empower and mobilize a growing wave of disciple makers and pioneer leaders. So we come alongside, we help with training and resourcing, but really at our core, we're a, a ministry of mobilization. That's what we focus on.
0: That's exciting. Um, I really like what you do. <laughs> and so this will be a fun interview. So um, within Groundswell, you have uh, what I would say is like a pyramid of reaching people all the way from, uh, you know, uh, people coming to know Jesus to people uh, who are basically at the top of the pyramid who are helping lead those people to Jesus. Will you tell me a little bit about that pyramid and where centers, a Center for Pioneers fits inside that?
1: Uh, yeah, definitely. the so, uh there's sort of an underlying philosophy with Groundswell. We call it our our mobilization pipeline. And it really comes out of some deep stuff that I went through, (laughs) even in ministry. I'm a church planner at heart. So uh, we planted a church in Dallas, Texas, and a second in Des Moines, Iowa. And being kind of on the leading edge as a church planner and talking a lot about church planning and mobilizing more church planners and all that kind of thing, uh, just began to feel a disconnect that we were focusing so heavily on planting new churches, but we weren't really making disciples and honestly weren't really mobilizing the people we already had. It was kind of this sort of silver bullet approach. If we can just find that right person that fits all the categories, then we can plant churches. And so uh, prior to starting Groundswell, there was this sense I had that we needed more of a mobilization process, that it needed to start prior to church planning. Back to disciple making, you know, building relationships with people, making disciples. And then as those disciples came to follow Jesus, they would take new steps of faith and we would identify those leaders. And, you know, really building a pipeline to create the movement uh, was really the goal. And it was a hard lesson I had to learn. I went on a sabbatical during a really tough ministry season And I just felt like God told me, said, you know, John, the Great Commission is is not to plant churches or grow churches. It's to make disciples. And church planting is the fruit of that. So when we started Groundswell with a lot of this in my kind of backstory from my personal journey, uh, just realizing we have to build a pipeline approach for mobilization. And so the pipeline starts By thinking about, if you think about the bottom rung, it would be kind of the harvest field. So we call those friends, friends of the church, friends of the people that we rub shoulders with every day. How do we move those friends into a relationship with Jesus to become disciples, which is the second kind of rung on the pyramid? And then as disciples of Christ follow him, how do we help those disciples become disciple makers? Uh, Not just following Jesus uh, personally, but reaching out and connecting with others and making disciples of others. And then there's often a gap. And the gap is often from disciple maker, we move them right into church planner, you know, we look at all the people that are that are making disciples, who has the gifts, the grace is the ability to plant churches. And we really felt like that gap was a challenge. And that gap is where we put pioneers. So if you think about it, the whole pipeline, it goes friend, disciple, disciple maker, pioneer leader, church planner, sending pastor at the top. If we talk to people, uh, you know, people in our church and also just a lot of the churches we, we do consulting with and training with, inviting a disciple maker to plant a new church is sometimes too big of a jump for a lot of those people to make. I remember one gal, uh, Bernie, who I was working with, and just she's got all of the ability to plant a new church and start something new. She just didn't see it in herself. But when we talk about her being a pioneer to maybe start something a little smaller, a little more unique, all of a sudden she came alive and wouldn't you know it, She's now planning a church and and a couple of them in prisons around the U.S. So it's pretty exciting stuff. So that's kind of our pipeline and where pioneering fits in that process.
0: Yeah, it's a great pipeline. And I love that you identified that gap that exists typically between the disciple maker and the church planter. And so do me a favor and define for us uh, what you call a pioneer. You know, give us a definition or an outline of what you think that specific tier is?
1: Yeah, we often say, you know, disciple makers, uh, they're building relationships with people and helping them learn how to trust and follow Jesus. So a disciple maker is really zeroed in on a handful of individuals, whereas a pioneer has in their heart a group of people. So a pioneer, we would say, is a missionary disciple called to engage and reach a group of people that are uncomfortable or unfamiliar with the established church. And that's just a key delineator that pioneers feel called to a neighborhood. They feel called to a network. They feel called to a group. Whereas a disciple maker, it's that person you're working with or that neighbor across the street. It's usually more of an individual. But there is a a, a kind of jump into pioneering where those people are looking more towards groups that they feel called to reach.
0: Great. And so that's where the Center for Pioneers comes in. And this, um, what I would call a new idea, right, to to help uh, equip the people who are kind of in that, in that zone, in that space that we're calling Pioneer Leaders. And so tell us all about the Center for Pioneers and, and why you started it and what it will do and when you're going to launch.
1: Yeah. So, You know, looking at that kind of level on the pipeline, this whole idea of a pioneer leader, there's really not, there's not a lot of uh, attention given to that uh, rung, if you will, on the pipeline. There's a lot of resources around disciple making. Uh, There's just a growing group of resources, thanks to Exponential and others that have really highlighted church planning. Uh, But this pioneer leader gap is kind of one that uh, just not a lot of resources out there. And we really felt like, we needed to go after this pioneer leader group and say, what could we offer to help them not only in the ministry God's called them to, but just even to help train them in kind of everyday life as a minister? Because again, this is a step we believe that's crucial between disciple making and church planning. So, what are the skills pioneers need? And as we began to do some research and I connected with a lot of people kind of around the country, uh, the idea of a nine month kind of virtual residency came to mind. And so the pioneer training center or the center for pioneer leaders is essentially, it is a, a online community. We have a, a great community we're developing that will offer various courses for pioneers. So the very first course every pioneer will take is pioneer basic training. Pioneer basic training. It's 18 modules. It's nine months. We talk about what does it mean to be a pioneer? So, we talk about the person and kind of the personal rhythms they need to put in place. We talk about the process of pioneering, which are more the missional rhythms that need to be in place with pioneers. And then we talk about the project of pioneering. So, what does that pioneer feel called to do? Uh, are they called to plant a, a nonprofit, an outreach ministry, a micro church, a neighborhood fellowship? So, we really zero in on the, the project for the third, third module. And then at the end of that nine months of pioneer basic training, these pioneers have a blueprint. And we're using the imagery of the new frontier. So, like, it's a new world out there. It's a new frontier. We need pioneers for the new frontier. So, they leave with a field guide. And that field guide at the end of the nine months is going to help them with their personal rhythms, missional rhythms, and project where they will be able to then take that nine months and they'll have a blueprint. They'll be doing it. The field guide will direct them and it'll walk them through whether that's something they present to their pastor, network leader, district leader. So the easiest way to describe the center is just think about a virtual community with various classes and the first being a pioneer basic training that we'd like all pioneers to go through. Now, there's probably a lot more we could say down the line what this could all evolve into and look like, but that's definitely the first step in getting started.
0: That's great. So, tell me where you envision the pioneers coming from. So, I think it's not primarily people that you know or are, are, are in relationship with. I would say it's probably Uh, more along the lines of um, working with local churches, which is one of the things that I love about what you're doing. And so um, tell us a little bit more about like the recruitment process of the pioneers or how to identify even those pioneers and who should be identifying them. Uh, Uh, Talk about that for a little bit.
1: Yeah. So if, if you break down the definition uh, of a pioneer, we say, you know, it's a missionary minded disciple, So, number one, we're looking for disciples of Christ, uh, people that are following Jesus, people that are hungry for him, people that are leaning in. I always say, you know, to pastors, look for those that are hungry. That's huge. But not only hungry for Jesus, also missionary minded. Like there is sort of a sense, I think, among pioneers, they... You know, they sit in our worship services. They're a part of our, our programs and ministries at the local church. But there's just like this restlessness. They feel like there's something more. There's, you know, a mission to be accomplished outside the walls of the church. So, you know, look for people that oftentimes are not that happy with the status quo. They wonder, why don't we see this group of people? How come we don't see that group here? So missionary minded. And then the third thing is that they're they're called to engage and reach a group of people. And oftentimes, pioneers have a certain demographic, geographical area on their heart. You know, it might be teachers, athletes, uh, firefighters, neighborhood. uh, It could be a coffee shop. It could be a sports complex, a gym. There's a group of people they feel called to engage and reach. And Taking all of that into consideration, uh, Groundswell offers a number of assessments pastors can give to their people to kind of walk through identifying those pioneers. But you're right; this is a process that starts with local pastors having the eyes to see, and that's probably one of our challenges with Groundswell is just trying to find pastors that have the eyes to really see. You know, and I always think about John 4. 35, when Jesus says, you know, to the disciples who should probably know better, but open your eyes (laughs) and look like the fields are white unto harvest. And so, the candidates for the, the Center for Pioneer Leaders are going to come from local churches. And Groundswell builds relationships with pastors and with districts who oversee groups of pastors to begin this process of discerning who are the pioneers that God, you know, has given us. And we really feel strongly that mobilization and multiplication should happen through the local church. Uh, we're not trying to start some different network, some side network. We want to work with pastors to mobilize the people they have and to see the vision that God has given those pastors for their community come to fruition. And, you know, we're seeing just as our culture continues to change over the last few years, uh, this growing sense that if we don't go and make disciples, like if we just wait, you know, so many groups of people are going to be missed. So part of this whole process is working with pastors to discern, like who are the pioneers in your congregation? What's your vision for the ministry? Do you have a vision for launching out, you know, multiple, like a network of micro churches? Do you have a vision for, different pockets of outreach? Is it more of an urban vision to do ministry in the city and start outreach events? Um, That's kind of the process we, we see. So, the kind of standard step one, step two, you know, step three, we build relationships with districts and local churches. Those pastors go through a really simple module called Building a Pioneer Pipeline. They learn kind of how to spot pioneers in their congregation. We work on kind of what that vision looks like. The pioneers that they um, find have to go through an application process. Uh, it's not super hard, but it's just, we want to have some references. We want to know these pioneers are connected to a local body and, you know, have the spiritual uh, ability to do this. They get accepted into the program. They enroll and there's then the basic training module, which is the nine month initial Engagement. And then on the back side of the process, we reconnect with the pastors and kind of talk about what that field guide looks like with the pioneers and really um, walk through the next steps. So, if you think about it, it's kind of outsourcing in a way some of the training for pioneers, but keeping it within the framework of the local church is really important for us.
0: It's a great model. I, I love it. I mean, just as you're talking, i'm I'm thinking about handfuls of people that I know who have kind of stumbled along the way to try and figure these things out for them themselves personally for their own life, and how helpful it would have been to have some training to hone in on exactly this, you know, this tug that they're feeling or this, you know, this unction, this desire to do more. So um, I love that you are calling it a field guide. Um, I picture it as like a map along the way, you know, that, man, if I could have had one of these, you know, 30 years ago, how helpful would that have been? Uh, so I, I love it. I absolutely love that you're doing this. And, and let me just clarify for people listening. Uh, this is open to any pastors, right? Uh, there, it, this is not specific to a certain type of church or denomination or network—it is wide open. Is that right, John?
1: Yeah, that's right. So we are really wanting to go go after this and um, make it available as a resource to a wide wide group of people. And you know, I think one of the things you mentioned—the field guide and the idea that, boy, this would have been great to have—you know, twenty years ago or whatever—we've um, really designed the basic training, the nine months really around all the things that not only we've learned as planters, but just a network of seasoned kind of veterans (laughs) uh, wish they would have learned in terms of mobilization. Because what happens, I think, is a lot of the pioneers that are sitting in congregations uh, do have this yearning that there's got to be something more, but they don't want to agitate. You know, there's a lot of people that they feel like, the mature pioneers, they either slowly slip out the back door or they start a new business or they use the gifts God's given them elsewhere. They don't want to be, I don't know, they don't want to create a a tension or problems in the local church. And then the more immature pioneers do (laughs) and they can create problems. So (laughs) like, what if, you know, there was this resource that pastors could direct their pioneers to leverage those gifts that God has already placed inside of people and have an outcome that really, you know, partners with these pioneers to see ministry happen. And, you know, I'm ordained in the Wesleyan church. My background is kind of within the Wesleyan movement. And, you know, it's interesting our history with British Methodism, early American Methodism, I mean, these were some of the greatest church planning movements, you know, in our history, and especially in North America, there was this willingness to mobilize people to go, and at the same time, a, a system to make it happen. And I think I feel a little bit like, you know, here in the 21st century, we're starting the third decade, it started to feel more and more like the Wild West a little bit with church planning. And I think this center helps bring some structure to that process and, and really helps people uh, be developed in it.
0: Yeah, it's really exciting to hear about. So tell me where you're at as far as the development of this. Um, pastors are interested, you know, when is the opportunity available to, to kind of dive in?
1: Yeah. So we are wrapping up the development of the curriculum. The online platform is now completed. Uh, a lot of our just basic, you know, getting information together, marketing, uh, branding, all that kind of thing is getting wrapped up into the month. We're going to have a, a beta test. Uh, we'll call it our first wave in uh, January of 2022. And then we'll launch uh, kind of Broader, more publicly, uh, a second wave in August of 2022. So, the prayer would be that that through the beginning of 2022, we would really have an opportunity to connect with different churches and leaders, learn a few things through this first wave that goes through to make a few re- refinements and tweaks, and get the process really well done, so that by August uh, of that year we can have a much larger rollout and. In the meantime, I'm directing people to just a basic website, uh, groundswellmovement.net. And there are some links there where local pastors, district and network leaders, and even denominational officials can connect. Uh, so, yeah, groundswellmovement.net is a good way to just, you know, if someone listening is interested and, and this is hitting some buttons, like, man, we need this, you know, whether it's district officials or others local pastors saying, man, I, I could use something like this. Uh, that's a great place to just reach out, to connect, to get more information on it. Uh, but the the prayer would be that what starts as kind of a an online virtual residency where we do a lot of the training here would eventually evolve to where local churches, and even regions would be able to own a lot of this, and we'd be able to do some more in-person training. And I think that's an iteration down the road, but just to know that, you know, we'll start with this virtual residency and probably continue it, but there'll be alumni that go through this. And we would love to see an alumni association of pioneers that stay connected, that continue to be developed, that bring in practitioners and leaders and you know, thought leaders around the country to actually have some local regional type gatherings. I think that would be a great kind of next step for this. So we'll see how it all develops, but excited to watch what happens.
0: And I'm excited too, John. I think it's amazing. Um, I think it's a God-breathed idea for sure. And I know it's probably taken a lot of work to get it to where it's at right now. And I just want to applaud you for your efforts and your team. And I want to encourage our listeners that uh, if you're interested, visit that website that John mentioned. Um, by fall of next year, they'll be launching open to the public. And so it's a great opportunity now to start trying to identify the men and women around you who have, uh, you know, basically the qualities that John mentioned for what it means to be a pioneer. And again, I just want to thank. John West for being with us today. Um, the, ex- the executive director of groundswell and um, really the, the dreamer behind center for pioneers, John, is there anything else that you want our listeners to know before we wrap this up today?
1: You know, I guess the only thought that comes to my mind is really a passage of scripture. And, you know, it's, it's a fairly famous one. Jesus sitting out the 72 and he talks about the harvest, you know, being plentiful, and the workers being few. And so certainly he says, you know, pray, pray to the Lord of the harvest to raise up laborers. We do need to pray. We need to intercede. But it's interesting right after that, he turns to the 72 and he says, now go, you know, I'm sending you out like lambs among wolves. And, and what I get from that is this idea that we have to continuously be in prayer. We have to be fasting. We have to be asking God, Lord, you know, raise up more workers um, but we also have to have the eyes to see. And sometimes we have to say to the people around us, you know, go, I'm sending you out and it's time. And so that's just kind of a dual challenge I've been feeling in my spirit this sense that we need to pray for more workers. And we also need to challenge some people that are probably sitting in congregations, right, all over North America and beyond that that have a dream inside of them they have a pioneer project that they need to walk in and just to have the courage to say hey i really think god's calling you to go um i look forward to that day when we see just hundreds and thousands of these pioneers mobilized and who knows what god will do once they take that next step you know uh so that's my prayer and thanks so much for having me it's been great great time together
0: yeah it's been my pleasure to interview you today. And uh, so good to have you on the podcast and great to hear more about Center for Pioneers. And I look forward to what God's going to do in and through it.
1: All right. Great. God bless.